0: Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Praise God. I want to get right into the Word of God. I want to welcome all of our uh, members that's at home streaming, people around the world, wherever you're streaming to and uh, streaming from. and, And thank God, wherever you're streaming to, and I encourage you to Get on the phone, call somebody, uh, tweet, uh, Facebook, whatever you do to let other people know that the word of God is going forth. So this message uh, is such an urgency in my spirit uh, that I want to get right into it. But I want to remind you before I get going that we uh, are uh, having limited capacity on Sunday morning. And in limited capacity, that just simply means that we are safely uh, following all the CDC guidelines and also um, that we are um, doing the things that we need to do as far as making the word of God um, available to you. And so uh, you don't have to call or make an appointment on Sunday morning. There's plenty of room. You can almost give a member a pure peace. Uh, That's how much distance we have between one another. So feel free uh, to do what you're comfortable doing. As I said, some of you that are at home live streaming, I understand you have kids and other situations. People have different physical um, uh, immune systems. You do what's comfortable for you and your family. So uh, with that said, uh, those of you that have your Bibles, I want you to open with me to James chapter 5. I want to teach a message that is called Faith That Stands Alone. Faith That Stands Alone, the power of prayer. Faith That Stands Alone. Sometimes you can't wait on other people. Sometimes you can't even wait on someone to agree with you. It's just you and God alone. And there's a time in all of our life, and that's my job Uh, as a pastor, is to teach you how to stand and connect with God for yourself. Simply because of the fact that there is a faith that stands alone. It stands by itself. And uh, uh, we'll see different instances in the Bible. Then I want to talk about the power of prayer. Hallelujah. How that uh, prayer is what connects you and I to God. Prayer is you uh, giving God permission to move in the earth. People don't understand prayer. They're like, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. And the truth is God is waiting on you because men have authority in the earth. The Bible says that when he blessed men, uh, uh, blessed the man and woman in Genesis 1, he said, let them have dominion, complete authority in the earth. And so prayer is a powerful thing. And prayer is just simply talking to God uh, according to His Word, saying back to God the things that He has said to you and I. Therefore, Isaiah. Fifty-five. If my word go forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me vain, void, and non-productive. It shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing wherein I send it. How's God's word going to return to him? He just sent it down and it bounced off the earth, woo, like a bouncing ball. No, we return the word of God by our confession and through our prayer life. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. We pray. It's through prayer that we establish healing. We establish uh, uh, prosperity. We establish peace. We, through our prayer life, ought to return God's word to him. So I want to simplify this, but uh, I believe this message is uh, very prophetic. It's right now. It's current, what we're dealing with, and so... Uh, you know, uh, I want to get right into it. faith that stands along in the power of prayer. Let's look at James chapter 5, and we're going to start reading with verse 13 through 18. James chapter 5, verse 13 through 18. Is there any afflicted? Let him pray. Among you afflicted, let him pray. Is there any merry? Let him sing song. And then James asked the question, is any sick among you? Notice he didn't say the sick among you, he asked a question. In other words, God sent his word to heal us. The church should be healed. Healing is the children's bread. But if there's any, if there is any sick among you, notice what he said. Let him call for the elders. And this is not talking about deacons. And you look this word up, it says spiritual God. It is talking about really your pastor, who is your chief elder. Let him call for the elders or your pastor, the chief pastor of the church. And the Bible says... Uh, Let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, they shall be forgiven. Notice, God will heal you even before your sins are forgiven. A lot of people, I want to remind you some people, what? I want to remind you that when Jesus walked the earth healing thousands of people, nobody was born again people were messed up in those houses. People had all types of sin, but he healed them all. That's the compassion of God. And the lie that the enemy many times will tell you and I, well, you know, you did this. That's why God haven't healed you. You know, you didn't pray long enough. That's why God didn't. You didn't read your Bible long enough. That's why all of these things. But here he says, let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray if there's any sick among you. And the prayer of faith, which is the prayer of the word of God, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God, shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. Hallelujah. And if they've committed any sins, they shall be forgiven. So what I want to do right now, because I know at home, there are people who, if it's not you dealing with coronavirus or sickness and disease, there are also people all around the world streaming. Just listen to me right now. There are people in different states. Listen to me, there are members at home, and even if it's not you, then you, someone, release your faith to someone that's dealing with coronavirus, because I believe, I'm going to act on this right now. I'm an elder of the church, and the anointing of God is on me. I don't have to anoint you with all, the anointing of God is on me. That's just a point of contact for you to release your faith. And so I'm going to pray right now for every member. And your loved ones in the name of your children, anybody you know that want healing, I want you to extend your faith to them right now because the Bible says the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise you up. So in the name of Jesus, I pray for this television audience. I pray for every member. I pray for those live streaming, whether it's in some other state, whether it's in some other nation, in the name of Jesus, we come against sickness and disease. I pray the prayer of faith. I rebuke coronavirus, that bacteria, I command it to die. I plead the blood of Jesus, over oh, every home, over oh, every family, everyone to the sound of my voice. And I thank you for the anointing that removes that burden and destroys the yoke. And I command you to be healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray the prayer of faith and thank you, Lord, for raising them up in Jesus' name and making them whole. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Now start praising God if you're at home. Start thanking God by faith. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what symptoms you have. By a strike, ye were healed. You're not the sick trying to get healed. Healing belongs to you. And I wanted to release my faith in that because the Bible says I'm an elder and I can pray the prayer of faith. That's the power of prayer. God will raise you up and I believe it's done. Hallelujah. Someone said, well, hey, I, I feel this way and I feel that way. When Jesus spoke the word, to the 10 lepers they didn't receive it immediately the bible says but as they went as, as you praise god as you keep moving around in your house as you keep praise god standing up and and resist that pain and resist that cold and resist those symptoms and shortness of breath i believe breath is being restored there are people coming off ventilators right now in the name of jesus i decree it on that clarity. The bible says thou shall decree a thing and it shall be established under thee. See, we need to act on the word of God. Amen. Faith without corresponding action is there just to the preach good. And if you believe it, then you'll act on it, okay? So here he says, let them pray the prayer of faith. And we've done that. and The Lord shall raise them up. Then he goes on, confess your faults one to another. And pray ye one for another that ye might be healed. This is a time that we need to be holding up one another. Amen, when he said your false, he's not just talking about the go and spill your guts to everyone. He's saying that if you got an elder, that's the number one he was talking about in context of elder. But if you have someone that's a, a sure enough prayer, prayer partner, as we discuss our different weaknesses and pray for one another, then by through prayer, we can eliminate our weaknesses. Then he says the effectual fervent prayer, and this I want you to see, of 20 righteous men. 19 righteous men a righteous man faith that stands alone avails much Hallelujah. the favor of a right one person because there's going to be times you can't even get someone to agree with you that's why i'm calling this faith that stands alone he says a righteous man and we are the righteousness of god we in right standing with god righteous has nothing to do with works Righteousness has to do with the gift that we receive. We have the same standing with the Father that Jesus had. Not because we did something righteous, we received his righteousness. Hallelujah. We've been made the righteousness of God. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, He that knew no sin, Jesus, was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So, he says, "You say I'm righteous. Say that's me. Say, I have the power of prayer. So the effectual effect of a righteous, now he's using, don't get caught up in gender. He's saying man, but that just means any person, whether you're male or female. In Christ, there's neither male nor female, but he used the gender man. He says, avail it much. And then he gives an example. He begins to use Elijah. Verse 17. He said, Elijah, here, was subject to passions like we are. In other words, he was an ordinary man. Many times we eulogize some of our, uh, you know, uh, biblical characters, Paul and Moses. He said, they were just human beings just like you and I. And notice what he said. And Elijah prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained out on earth by the space of three and a half years, three and a half years, or three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and heavens gave rain. And the earth brought forth fruit. It was during the time, and he's talking about first kings, when he spoke to Abimelech, And he said, there's not going to be rain upon the earth. And there was a pandemic of what you want to call a famine. And God supernaturally sustained Elijah through uh, first of all, the brook cherub, and some of you been sustained by a job, and the Bible says it came to pass that when the rain dried up, the brook dried up. And that God says, get thee up, for I have commanded a widow to sustain thee. You might have had a job that maybe was eliminated. When your brook dried God already got provision waiting on you. And for three and a half years, the Bible says, off of that widow's might, a, a morsel of bread and a cruise of oil, they were sustained supernaturally. And then he prayed again and rain came. Now I want you to understand that here's a man that wasn't even born again like we are, Christ on the inside. Jesus hadn't died on the cross. And yet he's showing the power of prayer, the effectual purpose of a righteous man. That's the Old Testament. We have the name of Jesus. What's have yes, yet survived in Jesus' name? We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. Are you listening to how much more results should you and I be getting as Christians with Christ on the inside? That's why he said the effect of a righteous man, faith that stands alone. Put this up in Amplified. Started with verse, I think, about 15 or whatever, Acts. Um, yeah, 16. Confess your faults, therefore, one to another, your slips, your your missteps, offenses, your sins, and and pray also one for another that you might be healed. Now, I want to remind you that I ain't just talking about, like I said to anyone, remember he was talking about calling for your elders. First person, you want to talk to your elders. You know, that don't mean spill your guts between any and everybody, because some folks, you can't tell your secrets to. So I want to make sure you balance that out. Uh, I heard Jack, uh, 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 I heard um, um, John Osteen says if I, had to confess something to somebody who you who who, if you don't know who John Osteen is that was Joel Osteen's father he said John Osteen said if I had to confess something to anybody I would confess it to a jackrabbit in the middle of the desert then I would shoot the jackrabbit so make sure you ain't you ain't telling something because the, the 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 reason for telling is that they might pray for your weakness You know, hey, I'm struggling with this and that. Pray for me. Hey, you should be able to do it, but but let's don't get caught up on that. He said, pray you one for another that you might be healed. Notice that whole thing is healing and restored to spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt. This ain't just talking about continued prayer of a righteous man. It's talking about an intense prayer that's heartfelt. Ain't talking about some little weak prayer that some of us pray, you know, and call it heartfelt, you know. Some of us eat a big old meal, just come from Burger King. It's time to go to bed, and you get down on your knee, he talking about now, nah, lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord, soul to keep. That ain't that. That yeah, ain't, ain't you no know, heartfelt. If I die before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take. Ah, God bless Rem Dick. No, come on. He's talking about intensity. Someone whose heart. There's passion behind it. He says the, the heartfelt continued prayer of a righteous man make tremendous power available. And hold that up. It is dynamic in his work. Here's a man that wasn't even born again. Pray. Amen. See, we're trying to get the whole church. And see, God told me, quit wait on the church. There are a lot of people that have just all because of the pandemic, because of politics, because of views, that have just really gone silent. All kinds of stuff we're dealing with. We're dealing right, right now with, with 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 a pandemic. People are dying. There are people that that have lost jobs. There are people who, who some have been evicted, some are facing eviction. There are people that are homeless, hungry in the United States. And yet Christians have gone silent. No prayer, like there's nothing. They're more caught up in in this and that. We're we're, we're, we're facing an election where we're seeing voter suppression. I'm talking about stuff. We know that is unjust. You don't even have to be a Christian. You know something wrong with that. When you take people that are already dealing with a pandemic, they already have lost their job, they don't have any child care, they can't afford it, then you force them by removing mailboxes out of their community and you you tell them we're going to slow down the mail because we want you to put your life on it. That's called voter suppression. And I'm not going to go silent about it. That's wrong. It's one thing to have an election where, 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 where. It don't matter who you vote for. You can vote for who you want to. But to take away my God-given Constitution right and to suppress me is wrong. And want me to put my life and my child on the line. And it's not about color. It's not about what you left, right, or moderate, or in between. It's about right and wrong. It's about humanity, treating people as human beings, regardless of the, your paint color that is on your car. You know, you go outside and you go to any restaurant, there's red car, blue car, yellow cars, and then nobody go, ah, don't get out there. We don't care We cars can, but they're all cars. Human beings are all human beings. We just came and we were born with different paint jobs. I knew it was gonna be like that's okay. That's why God told me. See, my faith got to be alone. And so we had a a a pivotal time in the world, man, where all people are hurting, and the church cannot be solid. And so God spoke to me and said, I want you to pray. And I'll change the world through you. Elijah didn't even have the Holy Ghost and he prayed earnestly. And God changed the earth because of one man who faith stood alone. And I said, I'm not going to wait on evangelical. I'm not going to wait on other denominations. I'm not going to wait on Baptist message, preaching word of faith. I'm going to use my own faith. Use your own faith. Because there's going to come a time It's just going to be you, God, and the devil. And you're going to need to know, you can't even get the past this, how to connect with Almighty God. Amen. And he says, Elijah, he, he said, the continued, heartfelt, righteous man. And this is what I'm getting. It's tremendous and power available the power of god is available to every born again christian yeah. through prayer yeah. you can release the power you can bring the power of god healing power on your family you can bring provisions on your home it's just a matter he said the effectual of a righteous man and his dynamic in his working now this is what god showed me see there are a lot of people uh I'm just gonna use the local and if y'all guys from streaming from another state, you you use your own power company. We have I think Duke Power, most people in North Carolina is under Duke Power Company. And Duke Power right now has power, North Carolina, and it goes every home. It's go to different counties, Gifford County, Forsyth County. You know, we can go to different counties, you know, Rockingham County, Davidson County, and then from that county, it goes to the different houses, to the city, and then to the houses. And uh, right now, there is no power shortage. There is power going to everybody's house in here. Say, power is available. But do power is not going to come. Hey, oh, my, my, it's dark. My, my stove won't cook. Well, have you turned the power button on? No. That ain't do power fault. That's because you haven't made demand on that power. Prayer is how you make demand on the power. DuPont ain't come and, ain't going to flip your switch for you. They job is just to make sure the power is connected to your house. I'm trying to tell you prayer is what slip, is what takes the, the switch of prayer and release that power even in the midst of this. And one person can, much power is available. Wow. But God is not going to flip your switch. Oh, I'm in the dark. God must don't want me to have like now. God gave you power. The, the meter's running. There's, everything is hooked up. The TV, all that, but you won't turn it on. You wonder why you can't watch TV. You won't hit the switch. Prayer the switch. <laughs> it's available hallelujah elijah was a human being just like me and you he was ooh, Moses and Elijah called for. see we eulogized these guys and put no he said no he wasn't even born again he was a human being just like you could get mad could get upset elijah was kind of bipolar a little bit well, i'm not laughing one minute the Bible says, he said, get thee up, and I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And out ran the king horses for 20 miles. Woo! Here's the there, the best there. Here come Elijah with that anointing on him. What was that? That's Elijah. The hand of God was on him. And then a couple of days later, Jezebel, right up a ladder, said, tomorrow this time, you're going to be like one of them prophets I killed. And he goes a day's journey and says, I want to die, all the Christians are dead. Now, one minute he's up, one minute, man, that's a strange. Next day want to die. So he was, I'm trying to show you, he had emotions. And yet, the Bible says he was such as you and I having feelings, affections, constitutions like our and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained out on earth for three and a half for three years and six months and then he prayed again and heaven supplied rain notice he's controlling what's happening there well why don't god no prayer is 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 you releasing the power of god you turn it on the switch, there supplied the land and it produced crops so notice one man everyone say one man that one person. So then, put this statement up. When you pray, you release your faith in God's word, and then you expect results. One person. Someone said, Well, what can I do about the pandemic? What can I can do about this world? What can I do about the government? What can I do about what's going on in the earth? You can pray. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Now, I ain't waiting on nobody else. I ain't waiting on no denominator. I'm going to pray. It'll be good if we join in and pray. But there's a faith that stands alone. See, I couldn't wait on someone to bring me the finances to start building Word of Life. No one believed when I said God called me to, to build buildings that, because they couldn't see the buildings. They couldn't see. how. So my faith had to stand alone. Huh? When God showed us these 15 acres and, and the amount of the hundreds of thousands of dollars we were paying, the hundreds of thousands of dollars to be on television and television equipment, I had to have faith that stands alone. I couldn't wait on other people to catch up to my faith. Anyone understand what I'm saying? It's called vision. you you waiting on someone to have faith to agree with you for that business. faith? That they, and God is saying sometimes you just got to have faith that stands alone and you got to pray. So when you pray, you release your faith in God's word. Find the scripture that promises you healing. Find the scriptures that cover your children. God says in Acts 16, 6, 31, he'll save you and your house. And then you pray that. You bring the power of God down on your children. Find the scripture that promises healing. By strikes. stripes, you were here, 1 Peter 2, 24. Or you can take Psalms 103. He's the Lord thy God that healeth thee. Or you can take any of the scriptures, Matthew 8, 17, himself, bore your sickness and carry your diseases. Then you pray that and you release your faith, hallelujah, on your family. You come against coronavirus. You come against the flu. You come against every type of sickness and disease. And then expect results. You're bringing power down. You can. Well, if we can just get everybody. No, I don't that everybody. You can't get everybody. I ain't waiting on everybody. I tried that one time. When we started church years ago, let's all get together and let's all pray all night. And then, and I'm like, no, no, no. it sounded good, but I got everybody out there and people started about seven. We're going to pray all night. They start about seven, thirty, eight. They were strong. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. About another hour. One nine o'clock. Ten. You tie my boat. I tie your 11, people were slobbing at the altar, tired, because I was trying to get everybody. I woke up, I said, get up. Go home, everybody. I just missed about 11. We didn't get to 12 talking about all night. I said, I miss God. This ain't God, because y'all wouldn't be here asleep. Kind of like Simon Simon Peter when Jesus said, I'm gonna go yonder and pray. Y'all watch. And the Bible says he went yonder and he says it's meaning great drops of blood. And he's rebuking the devil, trying to kill him. He come back and Peter then, <sighs> He said, Could not y'all God just watch me just one hour? Trying to get everybody. No, I wait, let's forget about the church. Forget about all these other denominations. I made up my mind. I'm the man, God. I will take faith that if Elijah, not even born again, can pray and change the earth, then he didn't even have the Holy Ghost. He didn't have the name of Jesus. He didn't have the full arm of God like you and I. Matthew 21, 22. And whatsoever you ask, could God Almighty, in prayer, turn the switch on. The power is connected to how prayer turns on the switch. Prayer turns on the light. Having faith, really believing, you will receive. I really believe, God, that my life is making a difference in the earth. word life tabernacle is making a difference in the world. I believe that. But you got to pray. And sometimes there's faith that stands alone. You can't wait on the Baptists, the Methodists, the Presbyterian, the cat. Let's all get all denomination and leave my people with you. That would be beautiful because one chase a thousand and two will put ten thousand to flight. But you can't wait. There is a faith that stands alone. Talk to brother Abraham. Huh? Nobody believed that he could have a baby. His own wife laughed. Say, we going to have a baby. Sarah laughed. God said, why are you laughing? God said, yes, you did. She was 90. Abraham was 100. In the natural, that seemed crazy. But the Bible says, again, hope he bleeded hope. The Bible says Abraham finally quit staggering at the promises of God and said, if nobody else believe it, I believe it. I am the father of many nations, praise God. And the Bible says he became fully persuaded and began to give glory to God. And guess what, Isaac came. There is a faith that stands alone. I'm talking about Old Testament characters who didn't even have the full arm of God, didn't have the name of Jesus. You want me to pull another one out? Joshua. Joshua's fighting a fight, and the sun is going down. And he can't see in dark the enemy. And the only thing he could think about at the time was speak to the sun. Good God Almighty. One man. Changing the course of time. Sun beat out still. And the Bible says the sun sits still. Now the sun didn't really stand still. Let me tell you what happened. The earth stopped its rotation. Because the sun don't move. One man. The effects of February, I'm trying to stir somebody up. That we don't have to sit back and feel helpless. In this coronavirus. There is a faith that stands alone. You can't wait on mama. You can't wait on daddy. You got the power. The prayer of, of a righteous man is dynamic in his working and make much power available. And God spoke to me and said, son, I want you to begin to pray fervent. I need an intercessor in the earth. I need someone I can work through because I've given the earth to the children of men. And prayer is what provokes and invokes my presence. And there's a lot of people that's caught up in politics, caught up in this, left and right and this name and that and color and racism and all of this stuff going on. He said, but I need someone I can depend on. I said, here I am, Lord. Look no further, use me. I'll use my faith if it has to stand alone. And I know there's more of us, but I want to spark somebody. I want someone to get that dream back. I want someone to get that vision back. I want to resurrect the hope that you've given up and that this pandemic and sickness and disease and all the media and all the negativism have taken out of a lot of Christians. While people are dying and people are hurting and people in food lines, we, you know, we're talking about self-quarantine. And what has happened, there's a certain group of people that are self-quar- self-quarantined themselves in their riches. Well, I know my tax has been cut. I got the stock market looking good. And it's like they don't have no empathy outside because they are self-quarantined. They can't get beyond their car and their gated community and their six-figure salary and realize that there are people hurting, that God needs, we still need to pray. There are people, if Jesus was in the earth today, if Jesus would come down in the earth right now, I'm talking about physical manifestation, the first thing you would do is this virus, he'll begin to pray for the sick. Because we're not talking about Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian. We're not talking about left and right. We're talking about a humanity issue. Jesus came to heal people, not just a race. And before he lay hands on someone, he wouldn't go, wait a minute, are you left? Are you right? Are you Baptist? Oh, no. Are you Hispanic? Are you Jewish? No, I can't lay hands. No. Jesus didn't care if you were Syrophoenician. He didn't care if you was a Capernaum. He didn't care, praise God. What's your background? He just healed the sin. And Christians have become distorted in their view of what's going on in the earth. And we are the salt of the earth. We're the keeping power. And if the salt have lost its savior, you're afraid to speak out on what's going on. Then you said you're good for nothing. God needs somebody that's a little salty, even if it upsets your religion, even if it's upset your denomination. I'm not trying to be politically correct for anybody. I want to help humanity regardless of what your color is, regardless of what type of paint was put on your car. There's got to be a faith that stands alone. God spoke to me, and I'm going to obey Him and said, Son, you can make a difference in the earth. Maybe there's someone listening to me, someone streaming this morning that have felt helpless, but now you realize you can make a difference. Quit waiting on other folks. They ain't going to all get together. There's a spirit of division in this nation. There again, I'm going to talk about that. That's trying to divide people so you know they ain't going to get together. There's certain administrations that said, I'm going to run on division. I'm going to stop things that divide and trip and tribalize us. Turn the people into tribes and we in this and we in that. Why? Because the devil knows in unity there is strength. On the day of Pentecost, they was all in one place with one accord. And when they got in here, the power of God came. And I'm not going to be silent. Truth is marching on. Regardless of your distorted view, Jesus wouldn't care who was doing what. He wouldn't ask nobody about color, right? What's your political part? He would just heal people. And the church has become distorted in what's going on. I want to put up a second statement. Sometimes you have to Sometimes you have to stand in faith alone, just you and God, all majority. Mm hmm. I've showed you. I keep going. It's all in the Old Testament. There came a time that God says, you know what? I'm going to come down in the earth and Sodom and Gomorrah. And it had just turned to idolatry. They had got into just total idolatry. And uh, their imaginations were darkened; they was in sin contempt. And yet, God says, well, I want to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and start all over. He sent the angel down there. But he said, shall we not first talk to my friend Abraham? One man. You know the story. I think it's Genesis 18. And Abram stood before God. Stood in the gap. <laughs> and said, now would not the God of the Arab do what is right? Is there 50 righteous? You know the story. 40 righteous? God says, no. One man stood before God. And even though, I don't know why he stopped at 10, God says, I'm going to get lot in your family out because of your faith. Here's a man controlling the events in the earth. And this is all Old Testament. We're not talking about the mind of Christ. We're not talking about the full arm of God. We're not talking about the blood of the Lamb and the name of you. All the New Testament weapons that we have, which are not cobbler, but mighty to God. For the pulling down of Satan's stronghold. And prayer is one of those weapons. As you can guess, if you don't know already, I'm a little keyed up. Because God spoke to me. And when he spoke to me, I said, God, I'll preach it. You know me, I'm not afraid. I'll tell people the truth. Hallelujah. You just tell me, Lord. Because I'm employed by you. The folks didn't hire me, and they can't fire me. Oh, Lord, I ain't trying to say, Oh no, I'm just telling you. Folks want the truth. Folks are dying. Folks are hurt, And the church... That's gone silent. Shh, don't say nothing. I know it's wrong, but we ain't going to say nothing. I know that's unjust, but we ain't going to say nothing. Why? Everybody else say nothing. Shh. What you, when you are complicit, that must mean that you approve of it. Your silence many times is what you approve of Because you didn't speak. Because you, did, you Well, no, I don't want... No, 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 no. Jesus said either you're for me or you're against me. You can't straddle the fence. How many of you know straddling the fence is dangerous? If you're walking on the fence and you're trying to straddle both sides, you better get on one side, because if you slip, one of your most vital organs, some of you didn't get the picture that. you this side of that. If you slip, let me go this way so the camera. It's safe to just get on one side of the other. I think some of you got the second imagery. Now, look at this scripture, praise God. For, uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 24. Faith that stands alone. The power of prayer. Not that we have the over your faith. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what the believe. I would love to go home with every member and take you with me and just preach to you personally. You know, you remember when they when when peace up used to have what they call a personal pan piece. I would love to be a personal pan preacher. Just go home with you. Then. Now you understand that? What do you? Your, I can't do that. That's why you need to come hear me. I don't have to. Be, I can't. Dominate your faith, make you bleed nothing. If somebody don't want to get saved, I can't make them. You can't make nobody marry you. They don't want you. They just don't want you. I'm just going to, I don't care if you don't want me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry you anyhow. Well, guess what? If you manipulate to, to get someone, you're going to have to keep manipulating to keep them. You're going to be unhappy, they're going to be unhappy. And it's just a matter of time they're going to rise up. But I can help your joy. I know that since I've been preaching, some of you, it done got so excited. You, you want to preach and do your man. I'm like, hold it up. Calm down. <laughs> wow, well, your joy. I understand what's going on. Wow. he so Some of you have been shut up so long anyhow. You ain't been out or nothing. You don't even know how to act. Woo. I'm around other people. Glory to God. So I understand one part of joy, but now I'm hearing the word. That's my pastor, my man of God. I can help you joy, why? For by your faith you stand. There's a faith that stands alone. You gotta stand against the devil. You gotta stand against sickness. You gotta stand against the coronavirus. I would love to go home and fight the fight with you. So the most my most valuable asset is to give you the word of God to teach you how to stand. How to stand for your healing. How to stand for your finances. How to stand for provision even in the midst of a pandemic. And I'm helping your joy. Hallelujah. The Bible says, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, who bring black titans. Good thing. When I walked in and started giving virtual hugs to folk, I noticed a lot of people. My feet became beautiful. But I just see people. I went man, I can't really hug Why? It's because you know what's in me. You know what I came to give you. There are some folks whose feet are not beautiful. You see all that mess they doing. You see, "You, oh my God, here come Big Mouth." She always turned out so, and you go, you go to another aisle because they, they, say they all bad news, gossip. Watch, just negative. How you doing? I ain't doing so good. My leg killing me, my feet killing me, my head about this, smoke. oh, Lord, have mercy. You ever seen people you talk to, you were feeling good, and 10 minutes later, something started hurting you, they're like, man, I got to get out of their presence, they bringing me down, it's called low energy. They're like a leech, suck the life out, you were doing good till you sat down with them 10 minutes, just in the grocery store, you met them in the aisle, and you're like, oh, my God, woo. Go to Ezekiel chapter 22. So you can make a difference. Power of prayer, through prayer. Ezekiel 22. Well, why don't God just do it? Why don't God just rebuke the Bible? Why don't God just, 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 just? Get rid of all the lack and, and, just, and just make provision. Give everyone a job and people that are being evicted, put them in a Why don't God just, just, just heal everybody? Why don't God just just feed all those folks and families that don't? Why don't God? Because God is giving you the authority and it's up to you and I to pray. That's why God, look, look at the word, look at Ezekiel chapter uh, 22, look at verse 30. Put it up in the King James first. Look at it. Look in your Bible. And I sought for a man. God said, look, here it is. Amen. Not, not a, a group. Not a whole church. I'm looking for a woman or a man. All it takes is one faith that stands alone among them. To do what? That they should make up the head and stand in the gap. What do stand? What caused the gap? Sin did. Gap just means that was broken for sin, broke our fellowship. Man used to go into God's presence. Adam used to walk and talk with God in the cool of the day. But when he sinned, they hid themselves. There came a gap, a separation between God and man. And Jesus came to fill the gap. But God is saying, I need somebody here to stand in the gap. For what? Before me. For the land that I should not destroy it and I found none. Now let me help you out right quick. God don't want to destroy the land. Sin is what's destroying the land. Injustice is what destroying the land. If God wanted to destroy the land, why didn't he just destroy it? Why is he seeking for a man? We need an intercessor. God needs a man. I want you at home and you that's listening to me and say, look no farther. Here I am. One person for the whole land. And I told God, I'm your man. I'm not waiting on denominations who are afraid of truth, who are hiding, that's quiet. I'm not waiting on evangelicals. God, here I am. If Elijah can pray, if Moses can pray, if Abraham men that wasn't even born again, I got the name of Jesus. I'm your man. And I'll I'm going to begin to intercede. I don't know what to pray. I know there's a lot of mess in the land. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of division. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of unemployment. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of hurt in family. And I don't know the answer, but thank God I got the Holy Ghost. And likewise, I don't know what to pray for us all, but the Spirit of God is in me, and He made intercession for me with groanings that cannot be uttered in articulate speech, in other words of the tongue, for he that search the heart, know what is the mind of the language of the Holy Spirit, for he makes intercession according to the perfect will of God. So Lord, here I am. I'll be an intercessor. I'll stand in the gap for people that are suffering from coronavirus, for folks that are unemployed, folks that are being evicted, folks that are in food line. Father, I know I'm blessed, but I got to have compassion. I got to have empathy. I got to pull this land together. So here I am, I, I wake up praying in the Holy Ghost. Every day I pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm not waiting on nobody else. There is a faith that stands alone. God says if my people, which are called by my name, turn from their twisted ways and pray, I'll heal the land. But there's times God says I can't wait on the people because they're divided. The church is divided now. They ain't know who you voting for. Who you? Who you. I'm, I'm going to go on and hear something right now. I'm trying to hold this back. There's a very prominent word of faith preacher made this statement. You might have done heard it. If you vote for this dust and dust party then you are accessory to murder. That's called trying to manipulate your vote. That's almost like saying, if someone else decides to shoot someone, God gonna hold me responsible. That's crazy, number one. Oh, really? Yep, yeah, you'll become a session murder if you vote for this party. Okay, so God is gonna hold me responsible for someone else's decision about what they did with their own body? He gonna charge me with murder? Well, someone that has a free will? First of all, what a word, what, you, didn't, you need to turn right around and preach grace. Well, wait a minute, make up your mind. You wanna preach grace? I merit the favor? Do you wanna say that I'm being a sexual man? Then I got to thinking, hmm. Not too long ago, the United States Senate voted down a law. First of all, how many of you believe that hanging somebody is a cruel death and no one should do it? Oh, the rest of you believe in hanging? How many of you believe that you, you, you how many you are for hanging people? All are? Okay, all right, no problem. I'm not. So I just got to thinking there was a bill introduced to the Senate, United States Senate, called Anti-Lynching Law, which would make it a felony and a hate crime to hang and lynch people. And they said, no, it's not a crime. They voted it down. So I guess then if I vote for that party, I'm still a searcher to murder for everyone that's ever been lynched in the history of lynching. If I vote for that party, because they said there ain't nothing wrong with it. Both of those premises are wrong. There is no one party that is right. God is just, and only God is just. That's called trying to manipulate people's votes. scare me into voting one way or the other. Well, then I can say that then. Every person that's ever been lynched, then if I vote for your party, then, then, then I'm voting, I guess I'm a sexual murder. I guess it was okay hanging people and this ain't a black and white issue it's a humanity issue it's been all pumping people home black white indians hispanics what am i trying to say the church has become confused and the only way you can unravel this is through prayer i ain't trying to figure it out i'm just gonna pray and let God. I'll, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Amen. I know some of y'all almost done, lost your breath. Some of you at home. <gasps> See, that's what I'm talking about. The church cowards. Both of those are wrong. Only God is right, and no party. No left, right, or middle have a handle on God. God is a just God and there is something called right but there is something called justice. Oh Lord have mercy. Let, let, me, oh, let, me, let me throw this up. Uh, the definition of justice. Justice is the equitable application of God's law in society. And God's throne is based off of justice. The equitable application of God's law. Which means... It is applied equally. That if if one person is stopped, regardless of race or gender, they should not they should be applied. To, why is this person shot? Is there imbalance? Is that equitable? Then there's no justice. Why is one person can apply for certain houses and they live here, and they income and this, but from a low income, then they are refused, but the other person gets the loan? Is that is that God's law? See, God is for justice. Oh, y'all getting quiet on me. Why is it that two people, regardless of race denomination, can be doing the same job and sometimes it's gender, sometimes it's not just about color, it's about male and female. And then all of a sudden one is making $10 an hour more because they are this background and that that, is that equitable? Is that an equal application of the same law? One apply for housing and want to get this out but they for low income and another is from this side of town and they get their loan approved they, is that equitable? So there's no justice because you're not equally applying the law to everybody. God in Christ we're all equal. So what you want you trying to say that, 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 that they're right doing what's right but is it Justice. Do, every, do you apply that same law to everybody got, got a race, gender, color equally? I'm trying to show you where the church is missing it. And they know things are not applied equally. Let's go back to voter suppression. That ain't justice. Because you take all the mailboxes out of a low-income place who don't have a ride, who have a baby, don't have a job. Come on. Same law. See, we don't need no new laws. We just need to apply them equally. The Constitution is good if it's applied equally to all people. Oh, I'm teaching now, and I know y'all, that's okay. This is where the church has been missing Are you listening to me? But now over here, we're gonna remove, not only are we gonna get rid of, of, of the mailboxes, we're going to get rid of all the places you can vote at. Over the last four years, they've gone from thousands down to hundreds. And most of them was taken out of the low income places where it's not accessible for them to blow, where it suppresses them. I gotta go way across town. Is that equal application? Is that justice? I'm trying to help the church. If Jesus would come down here now, he would treat us all equal. He wouldn't care from what side of the track you're on. He wouldn't care if you're left or right. He would heal you. He wouldn't say, wait a minute, are you Hispanic? No, oh, nope, 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 no. Nope. we got to build a wall. Oh, y'all don't like me? Is that equal application? Do you treat every immigrant like that? And so the church has gone silent and and stuff in plain sight. We see inequality happening right before and won't say anything and wonder why there's a worldwide protest of all people, not just black, because they don't see equality. You have the law, but you don't apply it equally depending on the color of my car that is painted, which I had no choice about color I would be born. If if there's a hurricane in in the United States, particularly one of the states that that is, I'm trying to win politically. Oh, FEMA goes crazy. But let it be Puerto Rico, people of color, where 3,000 folks died and they still really, and they are Americans. What is the equal application? <laughs> oh, I'm upset and fold, but there are people. You know what? All you got to do is listen to your heart. I don't care if your baptism is mystery, You know I'm telling the truth. You know there's injustice all around us. Now that I got that out of me, let me give you so God needs an intercessor, I gotta move. God needs an intercessor. God needs an intercessor. Put that up. He sought for man, so God needs an intercessor, a man that's standing in the gap, and that's me. Someone that's just, someone that's gonna tell the truth. And I'm not preaching from no political standpoint. I had no choice of the color of my skin when I was born. Just like a lot of people. We didn't come in here and say I wanna be red, yellow, black, white, Jew, Gentile. But equality is the equal, the equitable application. What goes for one goes for all. Why is it that some people can commit a crime and get all this time in jail for just marijuana? And we got folks who commit felonies that are being pardoned. Their sins have been overlooked. Is that equity? Same law. They said it were wrong, but it's this group, Come on, I'm trying to, I, come on, Baptist, Methodist, if you'll just take off your denominational glass and look at the word of God, you can learn something. Amen. And just listen to your Holy Spirit in you. Saying he's telling the truth. Genesis 18, 22 through 25. We're talking about faith that stands alone. And men turn from the faith. They went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous in the city? Will you also destroy and spare the place of the fifty righteous that are therein? Be it far from thee that you do this at the dismantle, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and the righteous should not be as the wicked, for far, they, far be it far from thee, shall not the judge of the earth do what's right. Will not God give us justice? No matter who, God going to do what's right. God is a God of justice. Matter of fact, when we show you God is against injustice, go to Luke 18. Don't y'all get quiet on me. See, I'm the man. I got to preach this. Because there's enough preachers that don't have enough guts to tell people the truth. They're worried about their finances. They're worried about the 401K. They're worried about, that. Well, 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 my tax cuts and all this. It ain't about that. It's about just is there equitable application of every? I mean, anybody in the United States, including their mama, know that the laws of the United States are not being applied equally depending on color, race, whatever, <laughs> depending on background. So you know that. And yet we are quiet. And want to look at me. And all I'm doing is tell you what Jesus would do. Luke 18. And he spake a parable unto them. That men should what? Always pray and not faint. The amplificer says they should not turn coward, lose heart and quit. And I wondered this. He's going to say men because men have authority. But notice the example that he used. The Bible says, and there was in the city a judge which feared not God or man. So obviously he's unrighteous. You probably take bribes. And there was a widow. He not talking about a widow. This is Luke 18. It's not the men, a widow. Didn't even have a husband in the city which came to him and saying, Avenge me of my adversary. It was give me justice, but he would not for a while. But after within himself, he thought within himself, I don't fear God no man, I ain't no Christian. I'm an unjust judge. I take bribes, I do what it is to stay in office. I lie put down. But because this widow troubles me, she's persistent. Now he noticed he's used the parable prayer. Lest by her continued coming, she rear me. And the Lord said, "Hear what the unjust says. How many of you know God is not unjust? In other words, just means He's a God of justice. Shall not God, His own elect, avenge His own elect? That's you and I who cry or pray night and day before Him. Though He bear long with them, I tell you, He shall avenge them what speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall He find faith in there? Notice God says." I will avenge those speak. I will move quickly. Praise God. I'm put this up in that fire because I want you to see something. I want you to see something. I want you to see something. Yeah, yeah. I'm upset. Yeah, I, you know. And I don't care because I just realized there's a bunch of spiritual cowards in the body of Christ, scared to stand up for truth when you know something is wrong and unjust. Also, Jesus told them in a parable to the effect that men ought to always pray and not turn out lose heart, train, give up, quit. Watch this. And in a certain city there was a judge with neither reverence and fear of God, nor respect nor no considered man. And there was a widow in that city. Notice he's talking about not the man widow. The least likely to say. But she knew her rights. She was being done unjust. Protect and defend. And give me what? Justice an equal application. See, there was an unjust judge. We got, we, I'm praying that God bring down all injustice in the United States. I don't care if it's Democrat, Republican. I don't care if it's white, black. We don't want unjust people because when the righteous, come on, prevail, the people bear The people rejoice, but when the unjust, we all feel it. He said, give me justice against my adversary." And I know she had the law. She knew what was right. She was treated unjust. And from a time he would not. But a lady said to him, so you know what? I don't remember God. I don't give a who, man. I get a party. I get high. I mess with women. Me and you no know, consideration for man. Guess what, though? But because they little, she looked crazy, she won't quit. He's noticed this the prayer. Her, her, her persistence. I will defend and protect and avenge her less by her tolerance of knowing she wear me out. And by her continued coming, at last she just get mad. That's called violent faith. <laughs> rail up on me and assault and strangle me now the Lord said hear what the unjust God. this is an unjust person in authority and rule now keep going and will not our what A God of justice equitable application of the law will not the God defend and protect his own elect which, his cho- which cry means pray we back to prayer that's why we got to pray. I'm going to stand before God night and day and demand justice in the United States, justice in the world. Equitable application laws to all people who cry before him night and day and defer them or delay to help them on their behalf. I tell you, he will defend and protect. If you pray, he'll move speedily, praise God. And when the Son of Man comes, nevertheless, will he find persistence in faith, back to faith that stands alone we're we past the digs still be praying beyond november the 4th or the 2nd whenever election day because there's going to be a bunch of sick people there's going to be a bunch of mess but will you still be in faith will you still be coming in church god is a just god and there's a faith that stands alone and i told god i'll stand in the gap I'll pray in the Holy Ghost. I'll pull down strongholds over this nation. I ain't waiting on the Presbyterian, the Baptists, the Word of Faith because there's a whole bunch of folks that have sold out the politics and have forgot about Scripture. They don't care what the Bible says. All I care about is I got that tax cut. All I know there's going to be more money in my pocket. All I know this group in, I'm accessory to murder. That's a lie from straight from hell. And anybody who's hearing this, call me and I'll show you where it's a lie. God does not hold someone responsible for someone else's decision. Are you kidding me? That's just like saying my father murdered somebody and the sins of the father is going to be passed on me. That was Old Testament. There's something called grace. And I don't care what party I vote for. It's going to be abortions. I don't care whether it's white, black, Democrat, folks been killing babies from day one and they're going to keep on doing it. I don't care who get in. And you're not going to make me feel responsible for something, decision I didn't make. And by the way, when you talk about hands that hate Innocent blood. I done read Proverbs chapter 6. I know you do, but it also says there are seven things God does hate, and another of them is a lying tongue, praise God. So he's just as much a lying tongue that is hands that shed. Innocent blood. And let me go further since you brought this up. God is not only the the, concerned about life before death. He's concerned about life after his death. At, after they are born, praise God. Will that life be sustained? Will that life be snuffed out? Will that life be treated fair? He's, not, he's concerned about life before death and life after people are born. Life before birth and life after people are born. So don't try to bind me up with this false lying platform stuff. Because there are people who in your own party, both of them, none of them keep the platform. Only God is just. And I hope this upset the whole United States. Don't try to manipulate my vote. Make me feel guilty. That's my choice. Pull up my statements real quick. Because I'm going to keep this thing going. Amen. I'm on streaming time. That means I can keep going. That's what they told. The woman, the widow, prayed and stood in faith alone. And God gave her what? Justice. So there's there, see, God is a God of justice. This woman could have been black. Why his, I don't know why this judge would not vindicate her. But there was, a, there was an unequal application of the law. And she was demanding treat me like you treat your buddies with money. I want justice. Then you wonder why there's no peace. That judge got tired. He ain't had no peace. He said, man, I better do something. This woman's serious. God is saying, here what the unjust, if my people pray like that before me, I'll give them justice. Look at this amazing scripture, Psalms 103, verse 6. The Lord execute righteousness and justice not only for me, but for all who are oppressed. God is against anybody oppressing people. You can put it suppressing votes, suppressing fair housing, suppressing job, suppressing salary. Because of background or race or this or that, God is said, no, I won't execute. You pray, you do the prayer, I can straighten this mess out. Because Pharaoh thought he was a God, but I humbled him. I Nebuchadnezzar thought he was a king, but I brought him down to his knees. I'm still God, and I will execute anyone that's being oppressed, regardless of your color, regardless of your background, regardless of your ethnicity. I'm for people, and when you oppress people, then I'm for, I will execute you. If you don't believe me, ask Moses. They were being oppressed. Let my people go. Put up my statement. Do I have another one? God's throne then is established upon justice. See, you might, your platform is your party. But God says, I don't care what your platform, I'm about justice. I'm about the equitable distribution, application of laws to everybody, regardless of background, regardless of money, regardless of social economic standing. So God's throne is established for injustice and he's against all unjust suppression. Let's take up the mailboxes. Let's hinder the poor. Let's stop everything. Let's do anything. They don't care if it's unjust or not. Forget about the Constitution. Let's violate people. Same folks that's working just like you, paying taxes just like you. Some of them have died even though they have low-paying jobs which they don't even have now. Forget about that Constitution. Let's suppress them. And the Christians sit back and say, look, like I said, you can vote for who you want, but let's make it fair. You take away a man's voice, you take away everything. John Lewis died, yeah, I use this name, on that Edmund Pettus Bridge for this very same thing. And here we are, years later, still dealing with oppression, injustice. And not just one percent particular people of color. There are white people crying out all across this nation. All we want is equality of the applications of laws. If you stop me, I want to go home and not fear that I'm going to die. We know we need policemen. But why is it that more black people? out of, Yeah, all eyes matter. Like all houses matter. But right now, my house is on fire. So at this time, let's pay attention to this one. They all matter, but which one is being burned up? Oh, y'all don't like me. That's okay. It's about to get a little sticky in here. Look at Psalms 89, because it don't matter what you think. Let me share what God said in Psalms 89, 14, and Exodus 3, 9, and what's happening right now. Look at Psalms 89, 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. God is a God of, of, look, no, did you get that? Justice. We talk about right, but we don't talk about justice. Which is, I say it again, it is the equitable application of God's law. Is it just what's happening? You might have a right to do it, but is it just? God's throne is built on, and look at, and see, these are Christians. Looking at script, but there's people say, I don't care what he said, I don't care what he says. See, that's that's the problem. you been, your, your, your view has been distorted. And his mercy and loving kindness and truth go before you. Go to Exodus. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of my children, the prayers of my people have come up before me. And I've seen the oppression through which the Egyptians oppressed them. God don't care anything. It don't matter where you're just. It don't matter his people. It don't matter who it is. God, he's, he, he's for the oppressed. He executed. And notice what he said. If you pray, let's go back to verse eight, back up. And I'm come down. I've heard their prayer. God says, I'm coming down. Because there's a man in the earth that has provoked my presence, And I'm going to come down and deal with that oppression. And I am going to deliver them out of the hands of the injustice. And I'm going to bring them up into a land that's good. And a large land, a land full of milk and honey and and all of those stuff. Why? Because they was treated unjust. They had built Rameses, a whole city. They built all the great, they still stand all the great Egyptian Uh, uh, pyramids for 400 years of injustice and was not giving God says that is unjust and I've heard their prayer now I'm coming down and I believe as we pray God is going to praise God he'll sit down when God is going to execute justice in this nation I ain't gotta do it and I believe it takes both I think it takes prayer and I think it takes listen to me carefully Peaceful, constitutional, nonviolent protest. I have a right to stand up, especially when I'm unjust. This is America, people, which is a melting pot for all people. God says, I'm about to come down. He's already started. He started all that you've been seeing throughout this nation. Ah, oh, that's just, those are just, those are rebels. No, it ain't. It's God's people crying out for justice. We want the same equitable application. We want fair housing. We want fair health care. We want the same laws that apply to Let it apply to us. We want the same opportunity for good schools. We want the same opportunity. We want an equitable application of the law. You don't have to change it. Just apply it equally. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what is my job? Pray. Go to Romans. Chapter 8. What's my job? Pray. I ain't going to go out there. Right now, I'll, let, I'm, you know, I'll do my part. I'm preaching this message. And anybody that's got the Holy Spirit no, I'm telling the truth. Just forget about your political party. Forget about who you are. And just go from the word of God that I'm preaching. And you can see God is just, even though men are unjust. True justice comes from God, not from some political party, not from some type of God. It comes from God. Y'all have Romans yet? Let me read this real quick. Romans, what I say, chapter eight, look at verse twenty-six and twenty-seven. It says, "Likewise, the spirit itself help God our infirmities. We don't know what to pray for as we all, but the spirit itself make it intercession with groanings which cannot be other. And he that searches the heart know what is the mind or the language of the spirit, because he make what." intercession for the saints according to what the perfect will of God who is just did y'all just put that up if didn't put up one of them put up the amplified. put up one of them real quick so too the Holy Spirit comes out our aid and bears up in our weaknesses we don't know what the I don't know how to straighten out all that mess all the lies all the injustice but God does he said you pray he says, for we don't know what to pray for. Or offer it as we are, will it as we are. But the Spirit itself go to meet our supplication. Plead in behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Talking about other tongues. Keep going. And he who searches the heart, know what is the language of the mind of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. What is intended as the Spirit of God? No, I'm going to straighten this mess out. Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God who is just in behalf of the saints according to the perfect will of God. God has a perfect will for this nation. And all I have done is taught the Word of God to you this morning. I don't care Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic, Holiness, Lutheran, Word of Faith. All of us have problems. And our common denominator is the Word of God. And we won't see any justice until we go and understand God's throne. God is a just God. And when he's against all injustice, and nearly 400 years ago, 400 years of bondage, Pharaoh held people, gave them no wages, garlic and break the bricks and make straw and build me a city. That's why when God brought them out, he brought them out with silver and gold, even though many of them died in slavery. God says, I'm going to give them, I'm going to make it retroactive what your grandfather didn't get. Father, I'm I'm a God of justice. The books will be balanced. I don't care who thinks they're in power. You ain't bigger than almighty God. He's still God of this earth. He's still God of the universe. And you can suppress people. You can take away mailboxes. You can tell them voter ID. You can can, uh, do all of that stuff. But God will execute righteous judgment if we pray. And that's what the church need to be doing. Now vote for who you want to. It ain't about vote. It's about equity. It's about being fair. And we are seeing injustice right before us. And the people are like, oh, I guess it's okay. I guess it's okay. Because it's benefiting those. That's why it's okay. You done forgot about the scripture. But that's all right. In the end, the books will be balanced. In the end of the book, there will be justice on this planet one way or another. When Jesus comes, the Bible didn't say he raised up the black, he raised up the white, he raised up the Hispanic. The Bible didn't say he raised up the Asian. It didn't say he raised up the, the, the German or, or, the, or the Chinese or Japanese. He said he raised us all up together. He made us equal and made us sit together in Christ's Jesus, and let this man be in you, which was also in Christ, who thought it not Robin to be equal. Equality with God. Everyone has a right to be blessed. And no one should be oppressed. And my name is Ronald Disney, and I approve this message. Yeah. You do what you want to do. Let's just have equality. Give me the same opportunity for the same salary, for the same job, for the same school, for the same community. Give me the same opportunity. for the, So don't suppress my, don't take away my voice. I'm an American, that's all I got left. If I have a voice, that means you don't have a voice. You have disenfranchised me. I don't even count. I might as well be dead. Let me be a part of this 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 process that y'all call freedom all we got to do is take the laws we already have and apply them equally to everybody and we'll see but they ain't gonna do that don't suppress it. why men are involved but God is a just God and he said my job is to pray and he'll do his part so let me give you this last statement So you can catch your breath. My job is to pray and let God deal with corruption and injustice.